Is it weird for me to look over at you every couple seconds no. while talking into the mic? No. What if it, I lean to the side like this? Is this weirder? Uh, uh, could you like tilt your head a little more? I want to like see up your nose. <laughs> Hey everyone, Joe here. You're listening to the fourth episode of Like for Like, a podcast where my friends and I talk to some interesting people about what it means to be a creator in the world of social media. My co-host today is Alex. Hey! On this episode, Sharky, tattoo artist extraordinaire, will be joining us soon. But first, how's it going, Alex? It is going well. I'm I'm enjoying this evening. So am I. It's It's been nice. Yeah. Been hanging out, playing some Mario Kart. Yeah, Joe and I have music. been hanging out for a while. <laughs> For, for a few hours now uh, just playing music playing games it's alex it's been two weeks i haven't left <laughs> i you, never I, will i asked oh, you i asked you to leave at least 20 times uh so my new career is being a professional squatter <laughs> it's going well <laughs> <laughs> i'm just gonna cut out all of the space where i'm giggling in between then it'll just be silence for like a good couple seconds and everybody will be like that was a dumb joke and then just it's going well yeah yeah <laughs> you should that's it that, that's what makes that, uh, that hey man you have a big closet all right i can definitely sleep in there yeah he's not kidding yeah sometimes i uh peek my head out of the shadows mm-hmm. and uh steal your vibe yeah it's worth i it. still don't understand how you get around that snare trap that i set up around the door frame there's I mean, a- if you could explain how you're how you're getting around, because it should be you you put you place a hand down on the threshold to stick your head out, and it should just immediately come down, wrap some twine around your neck, and then I've got you there, and I can I can wrestle you out of the closet. But I've been really lucky so far because I didn't know that that was there. Could you do me a favor and like turn that off, like you know, like shut that I have laser to, off or something? It's it's going to be completely ineffective now. Yeah, unless I forget about it. Which I'm bad about. You did forget that you were here for the last two weeks. That's true. <laughs> anyway, things are going well. I'm uh, I'm hoping to release a couple, um, uh, an album or two under the title Black Fog. Yeah. Here pretty soon. Yeah, I've been I've been listening to uh, to those tracks. I mean, I guess. Yeah, it's. I've it's been a... producing them, so. Well, yeah. <laughs> I've been listening to them. <laughs> Which is why it will also be covered under Plantastic Fanet Media. Yeah, no, that'll be cool. It'll it'll be up at uh, plantasticfanet.com slash music. So that's uh that's been really interesting to do. It's um you know it's experimental, it's ambient, it's it's droney. I just kind of leave my microphone at home on for a while and just record whatever, whatever sounds come in, and uh, and mess with that in post. You know, and it's uh it's really freeing as an artist to be able to do something like that. Yeah, just completely, for lack of a better word, avant-garde. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Completely like, without regard for any, any like, I mean, I, I obviously you're stitching them together with a purpose, like, as you're editing. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I have, to, I, I, I try to have um, general themes running from, uh, you know, the start of an album. I'm doing air quotes right now. Because uh, <laughs> it's like, you know, like, like three tracks or a 40 minute runtime. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to have general themes running from the from the beginning of that to the end of that. But it helps to it helps to sort of direct that as as almost like a like a meditative experiment experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like but... I, I don't def I don't consume a whole lot of like noise art or ambient music myself. Yeah. But I mean I'm biased. But I did enjoy just like sort of letting the general theme of each track expressed by the title sort of 
take me in. Cool. That's uh, that's wonderful. You know, um, thanks for that. And that first release, I did want to be more peaceful. Yeah. The second release I was telling you about will not quite be as peaceful, but will be serene. Okay. If that makes sense. They're they're. I mean, like those peace, are adjacent. Adjectives. Peacefulness kind of implies positivity. Yeah. But the second release is very very depressive. Okay. You know. Yeah. So less about less about like accepting and uh, and just being in that place and finding peace in it, and more about uh, some sort of release. Uh, yeah, of... punching a pillow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> release of energy. That's yeah. That's absolutely what the second release will be. So cool. I, I'm I'm looking forward to releasing um, uh, Black Fog tracks uh, semi regularly month. I don't know month yeah. or two something like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean the the last couple ones you you pretty much cranked out i've been the uh, the impeding factor in getting those out there as quickly as possible uh i mean i guess yeah, there's plenty Joe. going on here on on plantastic planet but yeah uh, that's right yeah it's been fun i'm excited to to finish those up and put them out there and see what you do next that will be cool yeah so i'm looking forward to that yeah talking about that noise stuff reminded me there was a video and i can't for the life of me remember who it was um i'm gonna have to look it up it might be or was that I like think it's noisy neighbors? The video is called Recording a Room in a Room 20 Times uh, hyphen audio inception by Look Mum No Computer. Um, <laughs> that was a great video. So good. Yeah. Yeah. So he basically, uh, I mean, he doesn't start it off as a noise track, but it definitely uh, gave me ideas about either doing my own thing in that direction or um, yeah. or playing around with some similar production methods for the next black frog black fog stuff sure uh, but basically he he took i mean you watched the video but for our listeners he took a drum beat that he recorded and like him talking at the beginning and end of it and then took that recording of that whole thing happening played it through a speaker into a microphone in the same place he had the microphone on the previous time and then did that over and over again 20 times until the sound completely adopted the characteristics of the room's like resonances yeah and was no longer it no longer sounded anything like the thing he started with it was just like random clean sine waves and like pitches warbling over each other really really cool yeah aha oh shit i fucking hear you yeah i did it hey what's up i did the thing Okay. okay, we're using some crazy technology at this point. Okay, uh, well, I mean, you, we're you crossed the veil. You did it. <laughs> <laughs> We've got like four different programs recording at this point to make this work. Alex, I had no idea that having you in the room with me while we podcasted would be uh, such a strange thing. Yeah, I'm a cursed person. Sorry. <laughs> it's your new technology. See? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so how's it going, Sharky? It's going great. I had a good day today. I got tattooed today, so I'm pretty tired, but I'm all right. Nice. Do you mind us asking uh, what you got? Yeah, I got a little... There's a traditional tattooer named Dan Higgs, and he did this like really infamous mummy design, and my friend did like a kinky design of it. It's like a girl with her skirt up. It's it's pretty cool, so I got that. That's great. Like a pinup or something? Got, yeah, it's like a pinup, but she's like a mummy, and she has like no face. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then I got the word cellar door on my hand. Nice. Something. I saw the cellar door on your... Uh, uh... Instagram on story. the gram yeah on the gram yeah <laughs> the gram the IG yeah like a week ago you posted uh, a, a side piece that you uh, uh, that you did on someone's like like thigh or hip uh, or something like that 
And that kind of made me think, like, what's the what's the largest or most complex tattoo design that you've been commissioned for? It's that's like two separate things. Like com- complexity doesn't even necessarily depend on size because I do a lot of that geometric kind of like line work heavy stuff. And sometimes those things are no bigger than your hand, but I sweat the entire time I'm doing it. Yeah. Uh, and then as far as scale is concerned, I mean, I would say I'm pretty much working on a full bodysuit for a client right now. And it's just wow. exhausting, but it's awesome at the same. It's like really gratifying. Once we finish one part of his body, I, you know, I feel great. But then he's like, all right, so next I'm like, oh shit. So <laughs> we're working on his, you know, his back to behind his thighs right now. We're probably about maybe 10 or 12 hours in and we've got maybe 40 or 50 more to go. Yeah. That's crazy. It can be taxing, but I mean, it's not a hobby. It's definitely a craft. So it's, it's okay that it's that way. A full yeah. body piece. Does that include like, uh, like the bottoms of the feet, like fingertips, face? No, it's like, not. So, yeah, I mean, I mean I, like really, like you're talking. It every- can. <laughs> but, uh, for him, he's getting a traditional Japanese style bodysuit. So that's like the full back to the bottom of the thighs, mm-hmm. uh, the front of the thighs, the arms, the chest with like the open panel in the center. But I mean, if okay. you're just getting like crazy traditional work, I mean, if you got work like me, it, yeah, it includes the bottoms of your feet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Speaking of that, um, well, speaking of face tattoos, I saw on your website you specifically do not want to. Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know on this. No. Okay, uh, uh, but but like, what brought apart? Uh, 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 what brought that rule? Because you have that as a rule on your website. I do. Um, so I was brought up as a traditional tattooer, you know, by some of the tattooers who started electric tattooing when it got legalized in the United States. And mm-hmm. one rule that they always had was no hands, no neck, no faces. Yeah. And that kind of evolved to no hands, no neck, no faces until you don't have anywhere else to put them. So it <laughs> ends up being something that we kind of see is that you earn. So it's like a gift. Like I, I asked to get my hands tattooed several times and was told no before a tattooer was finding like, all right, yeah, you've been doing it long enough. You can get it. So that's interesting. It, it's, it's definitely like off limits. And now like popular culture has kind of, I don't know, this is a weird generation, but they feel very <laughs> entitled to everything and everyone, mm-hmm. they walk in the shop they're like, can you put a teardrop under my eye? And I'm like, have you been to jail? Like to kill somebody today? <laughs> yeah. You just got to fucking check the state. He's got a driver's license, so you're getting a poli sci degree. Yeah, <laughs> it's not gonna work out for you. Okay, Takashi. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Being a Spotify rapper does not mean that you can have like a big, a big face nope, tat yeah, or they're something. They're all Spotify rappers. Good yeah, Lord. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I I'm gonna show a little bit of my um, lack of knowledge here. I actually didn't even know that electrical electric tattooing was not legal at a certain point. Actually, same. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, like, like absolutely. When was that? You know, when did that become? Uh, it just got legalized in New York City in 1996. Yeah, That's 1996. Crazy. Uh, legal. I think it was criminalized in the I want to say in the 40s or 50s. Uh, it was just like a government breakdown of tattooing. I mean, it was tattooing was a good way to make money under the table. Yeah. So they made up this big like fear mongering campaign where it was like uh, everyone has hep C and it's because of tattooing when really it was because of, you know, dirty sailors being dirty. Uh, yeah. So mm. they 
made it illegal. That <laughs> and it had been underground for you know decades. That's really interesting. That's bizarre. As yeah. if tattooing wasn't you know hasn't been around for millennia. <laughs> yeah. You know. Sharky, on your uh, uh, on your Insta stories, before you go into tattoo someone, usually uh, you'll have a thing of text that says "Time to make the donuts." I sure do. It is the tagline. <laughs> Where did that come from? Okay, so I have like little weird obsessions, and when I was a kid, I was obsessed with those Dunkin'. I'm 35, so I don't know how old you are, but when I was a kid, these Dunkin' Donuts commercials had this guy in it. His name was Fred, and he was like a workaholic and he would wake up in the morning and he'd be like time to make the donuts. And it'd be like a cutscene to him making the donuts and then a cutscene to him getting in the bed and then like instantaneously getting right back up and doing it. He would just repeat this catchphrase over and over. And he is like a model for my life. So oh, I use okay. it. Cool. So it's just like, you yeah, know, people like, don't know it. I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> yeah. <how old> are you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that sounds sort of horrifying if you're thinking of it in just the context of the commercial like this guy doing the same thing over and over again every day time to make the donuts he's trapped yeah. in this terrible like terrible hell of rising yeast and hot oil a little like, dystopian yeah, maybe <laughs> yeah but that's like being a grown-up yeah. <laughs> yeah also when i first saw the uh, 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 uh the donuts line i i thought that you were going to be like making a pattern of circles on on someone's piece or yeah. something <laughs> Like, why does she keep saying that? There's no donuts here. There's no donuts here. <laughs> Not so much as a sprinkle. Yeah, lured in with your lies. <laughs> okay, what's your favorite metal band? The Black Dahlia Murder. Ooh. Okay. Okay. I wasn't expecting that. I mean, I don't know what I was expecting, but... I, yeah. You can't just say Slayer. Like everybody likes Slayer, everybody likes Vader. Like I'm not even gonna go there. The Black Dahlia Murder is my favorite metal band. Like, so you're like, I have spent more time and energy and money and miles on the road following those guys than any other band. Yeah. Cool. So you are like a like a like a metal 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 head. I'm a metal not, metal head. Not, I'm, not, I'm not like oh, a you're metal metal five finger <laughs> death punch girl like yeah i'm more extreme side none of that new metal stuff uh stoner metal is okay because if you put on a corn album i will lose my shit like for sure but that's good we were all 13 right yeah 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 nostalgia is the thing some of us remain 13 on the inside i may have listened to mudvane recently and there's nothing wrong oh no see and those are good albums like ld 5.0 is a really good album like i I don't have any hatred the reason i wanted to ask about the metal thing was uh because of your username on instagram is before the wrath comes and i was pretty sure that was a deftones reference it is nice but i don't consider them a metal band like i still consider them just like a rock band yeah so, i get that it's a different thing but yeah i have like a shades a healthy gray. obsession with chino marino and all of his side projects all things chino mm-hmm. he's he's a literal god he's he's brilliant <laughs> <laughs> he's brilliant sorry it's great having alex here i'm gonna keep mentioning that just because this is so weird he, he just looked at me with this face of like surprise and excitement when i said chino was a god like oh we're gonna go <laughs> you, there you definitely took it to the next level joe uh, <laughs> I mean, he's talking the truth. I mean, people are often surprised by the truth. It's okay. Um, you said you're on the extreme side when it comes to taste. Uh, how do you uh, how do you like bands that uh, uh, that combine a more extreme style with with a calmer side? Like uh, just earlier, uh, Joe and I were talking about a band called uh, Deaf Heaven. Oh, I love Deaf Heaven. Okay, there <laughs> you go. They're fucking amazing. Funny story. I got a good Deaf Heaven story. So they yeah. played in Austin maybe like a year ago, mm-hmm. and I, I love them. I was like, oh my God, I can't wait to see them live. 
and I was like at the front of the stage and I'm kind of small so I can like climb into little spots and I like <laughs> climbed up in between the monitors and I was just jumping around and I unplugged a cable like <gasps> in the middle of their song like the guy's fucking guitar went off oh no and no sooner than I realized that that happened that I feel like these big groping hands come behind me and just like Doink! <laughs> like and that was the end of the concert for me. No, they actually just made me go back up to the top part, but I was done at the bottom for that. Yeah. Damn. I don't know how to behave is my problem. <laughs> well, shit. That, that just got too crazy. That could have been a lot worse, you know? Like. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. No one was hurt, but I definitely, I was like, I love this part of the song. And it was like, now nah, I can't hear this part of the song. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> yeah. I remember that show. That was at, uh, um, uh, that was... Must have been Mohawk. Uh, uh -huh, Mohawk with opening act. This will destroy you. I was and that say... was the show that I bought like two tickets for that I couldn't go to because I was like long term hungover and I had to like sleep for like twelve hours or something, and I couldn't <laughs> go to it. And it and and I still regret I that, that to this day. Yeah, it was really good. Ah, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> there Ugh. was another show that we saw at at Mohawk with This Will Destroy You, and we had another. Uh, technical failure where the subwoofer blew out because the bassist um, who I believe for that album was playing in drop C or maybe something even more terrifying yeah. um, he he was just way too loud and it was noticeable like it was just the shittiest mix I had heard at a rock <laughs> concert already and I was so excited to hear this will destroy you but it was it just sounded so bad and then they blew the sub, but I immediately thought uh, this concert must have taken place at the Mohawk whenever you said you unplugged the cable because it's just a bad setup. <laughs> it's, it's much better They play now. loose there, that's for sure. Yeah. Just, there aren't too many rules. <laughs> Joe, it sounds like you're not a Mohawk fan. You know, uh, I did see Kimbra there, and that was good. It was a good show. Shark, Emo's you, is definitely a better venue. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, or, or no <laughs> it is it's 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 big it's blocky it's 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 very not intimate that's true you Sounds just want that personal experience whenever you go to the show oh that's why God, you like yes. the mohawk you you want that uh that imperfection you want <laughs> you want you the want experience you want things to blow up <laughs> yeah you want things hearing. to literally explode <laughs> yeah <laughs> something like that Okay, so um, we are recording this. Uh, uh, it's 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 just Joe and I. Unfortunately, our uh, uh, our our other co-host John was not able to record with us mm -hmm. uh, uh, for this episode, but he did have a couple of questions. Oh yeah, buddy. John colon question one for Sharky colon open quote. Do you have clients that go to you not just for your fantastic work, but as a form of emotional healing? Do you do you yourself get tattoos for the same reason? If so, any particular tattoo of yours hold it, of your hold significant meaning to you? I think uh, he, he had a bit of <laughs> yeah. a of a of a typo there. Yeah, but, that's okay. Uh, yeah, and I mean it's interesting that he asked that question because we definitely in our shop take that really seriously. We all have a little tattoo on us mm -hmm. on our fingers. And it's, it's a diamond inside of a diamond inside of a diamond with a dot. And it's a pretty ancient symbol and it stands for the medicine man. So we believe that our hands are healing at all times. We have the symbol on the front of the windows uh, 
people absolutely all the time. I would say out of a hundred tattoos I do, 98 of them are for some kind of emotional healing. Yeah. Uh, they come to you and, and you don't want to take it on, but you kind of have to. And they'll walk in the door and they'll say, Hey, I'm, I'm looking to get a tattoo. And you say, what do you want? And they never give you the answer. They just go, well, here's what I'm going for. <laughs> well, yeah, they just go, well, my, both my parents just died. And like, you get the fucking emotional mm-hmm. part first. And then at the end they're like, and I want a flower. So people come to us to unload. And that's one of the parts about tattooing that people tend to wash. They don't realize that we deal with that. Like day in and day out, people unload their shit on us. Yeah. And then we have to take it home. So we hear the most, the saddest stories, death stories, stories of loss, stories of addiction every single day. But we kind of, I think all of us are very pagan in the shop to say the least. So Mm -hmm. we're, we've got a lot of crystal work going on and candle work and incense. And we're trying to guard ourselves from what they're doing and take on as much as we can and then kind of dispel it right back out and give them something that they can walk away with and feel like they got some kind of closure for whatever their particular situation is. And myself, I mean, I'm kind of, you know, I like to get tattoos for the sake of getting the tattoo and just cause it's cool, but there are certainly tattoos that I have that have gotten me through you know, serious emotional trauma for sure. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know if I could pick one over the other. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's really great. It, it, I can imagine it's almost a form of meditation, just uh, sort of passing out and letting somebody put something on your body for an extended period of time. Uh, just yeah, I mean, yourself up to that. At the, you know, the lowest common denominator of it, it's a bloodletting ceremony and there's always some yeah. kind of power in that you're you're gonna something's gonna get released in that that's really interesting um because the last time that i was at you were at a classic tattoo that's the name I do. yes the last time i was there was like a year and a half ago I, it, it was around the same time as that last f heaven concert we were talking about um, okay and it was because my my girlfriend was there to get a uh to get a tattoo on her on her arm of a candle surrounded by a Celtic knot. And back in 2016, both of our moms randomly passed away. It was just awful. And her mom's nickname was Candle. And 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 my mom is, you know, loves Celtic culture. So she got a candle with a Celtic knot around it. And that was the last time we were there. So that was also there therapeutic, is. you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. Absolutely. <laughs> Damn, yeah. Where do you, uh, where do you go from that? That's uh, probably gonna go to John's second Welcome question. To John's world, second question. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> yeah. I mean, we just got a taste of it. Uh, question two from John: How hows does one get into an apprenticeship for becoming a tattoo artist? There is that physical closeness you have with people, and I know for a friend whom has also been trying to become a tattoo artist. That has led to some unfortunate circumstances, which caused her to leave the an apprenticeship more than once. Have you yourself had to deal with this kind of unprofessionalism? And what advice would you give to someone who might be experiencing that? Well, uh, without getting heavy again, but I am, uh, you know, we kind of believe that the tattoo gods kind of choose you. (laughs) And that's (laughs) how you make it through uh, the gauntlet of an apprenticeship. Um, an apprenticeship is supposed to be something really special because 
tattooing is a really special craft in the sense that you get to be creative, you get to be an artist, and you get to kind of live a very free life. Uh, and still you're able to, you know, maintain a lifestyle as in like, I can pay my bills. Like a lot of artists are like, I'm an artist, but also I work at TGA Fridays, you know, <laughs> Tuesday through, you know, yeah. we don't have to do that. Yeah. Once you Starving get artists, right. Right. Um, and right now there's an issue in the industry with there being like a, a very large influx of apprentices, like apprentices, uh, apprenticing apprentices. Like everybody wants to be a tattooer. I, I mean, I, I think because of all of the exposure to it now via social media and TV, like everybody, it seems like the cool thing to do. Uh, yeah, but yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. Uh, so that's why a lot of people are having issues in their apprenticeships because they're not really being taught by a master. You know, if you're getting apprentice, the person that's doing it shouldn't really shouldn't have been tattooing any less than 20 years, but I'll accept 15 years, but 30 years is probably the best. Um, and that's where that kind of unprofessionalism comes around. And like, if you're a woman, I mean, a lot of time, I mean, it's a male dominated industry. You need to have tough skin. Guys are going to hit on you. Guys are going to touch you. It's just going to have to happen, but you have to be assertive and say like, not on my watch. But a lot of people are young and naive and they're not really, they want it so bad that they feel like they have to do whatever it takes, even if that means sleeping with your boss or, or, you know, you know, letting someone degrade you on a daily basis. Like that's not, that is not normal. Yeah. So my advice to anyone who comes in the shop and asks for an apprenticeship, I tell them if they're a really good artist to go to school and get a degree and, you know, make art for Pepsi or Coca-Cola where you're really going to make some great money and have a retirement plan. Tattooing <laughs> is hard. I don't, I don't advise anybody to do it. I really don't. I think I still at its core, I think it's a job for like crazy people who are attracted to high risk behavior. And I don't think if you don't have that like backbone, you, you're just not going to survive. Yeah. That's a great answer. <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, thank you. It's kind of shitty, but like you brought up that it's especially hard for a woman in the industry. And and the first thing I could think was like, damn, dude, that kind of goes for like every industry, you know? <laughs> I mean, I don't it's mean like, that's awful, I, but ugh. I laugh because that's my reaction to uh, reality. But yeah, no, that's yeah. In, in a situation like that, like in many other industries, and obviously I'm not speaking from a position of experience, but there are populations and this doesn't just apply to women but uh you know uh, people in the lgbt community and people who are low ses they don't have the they don't feel like they have the ability to advocate for themselves or maybe they were never given the opportunity or the training necessary or the experience to advocate for themselves in those situations so it becomes a self-feeding cycle not to get to social justice <laughs> yeah but no do it yeah yeah, it becomes that self-feeding cycle of hatred. Because then once they've experienced that, um, you know, if somebody goes through that and they come out of that experience jaded and not able to help others, it's, it just continues to, to be a problem. It does. Joe, you went to school for psychology, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I can hear it. <laughs> Thanks, Alex. I have a... Um... My liberal arts is showing. <laughs> Both of those words are true. <laughs> um, in the past, I've I've experienced like you know playing music and bands and like going out and playing shows and like uh, 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 making short films and going out to film festivals. And it's like film industry, music industry. It's it's gonna be there as well. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I thought you were gonna say like how easy it was for you to like meet new people and make contacts and stuff like that, and like just generally do things like talk to people about, hey, will you come and act in my movie without there being any other sort of weird pretense underneath that? Yeah, uh, I used to get that for sure. Actually, the first time I ever got that, mm-hmm. uh, I was in middle school, and I was like, like I've been, I, I've, I've always wanted to be like a filmmaker, and like I have, you know, made short films in the past, but like uh, uh, my first ever short film, I was like thirteen, and I wanted to make another short film when I was like fourteen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I uh, was contacting friends of mine, whatever, just to uh, act and act in them. Yeah, and there was one girl that I was uh, uh, that I was friends with. Uh, who I asked to do that, and she was super down. And then she said, "No, I talked to my dad, and I'm actually not going to do that." Wow. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. she was like a, a teenage girl yeah. and yeah. Yeah. about to hang out with a bunch of boys, and her dad was shut it down. Yeah, yeah. So it's like yeah. at the time I was like, uh, like almost confused, but in retrospect, I'm like, man, good for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was like, yeah, I'm sure they're making a movie. No, you're not going. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, to finish off with uh, uh, with John's question, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but questions, what do you enjoy doing outside of art? And parenthetical, I will always ask this question. <laughs> awesome. It is it is Jonathan's question, and I yeah. think it's a great one. Uh, I like to uh, ride motorcycles. I, I ride a motorcycle every day. It is my only form of transportation, so I love riding my bike. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a great way to completely disassociate from everything it's like the only activity that i do that i don't think about anything else but being on the motorcycle I, you can't think of anything else you know you're mm-hmm. shooting down a road at 80 90 miles an hour i can't be thinking about like i wonder if i sent that email it just doesn't happen um i like to uh shoot guns it's <laughs> uh, <laughs> a great way to let out aggression for sure uh big power i like to shoot guns i just recently started shooting like big guns like high caliber weapons like in the past few months uh and it's fucking amazing (laughs) it it's a rush yeah yeah you you just cannot be depressed uh and uh i mean i'm a nomad so i do a lot of traveling and i like to take the long way anywhere i'm going so I don't have a problem hopping on a train for four or five days getting where I'm going. That's a great way for me to distress and nice. take in the landscape. Mm-hmm. I like to camp. I like to, you know, I just like to run away. It's running away from home is what it really is. <laughs> yeah. uh, but that's what I like to do outside of tattooing. But tattooing is a 24-hour day job, so it's always there. All things are connected to tattooing at all times. Yeah. All right. That's cool. Um, the first thing you said was, uh, uh, was bringing up riding your bike. Uh, I, and that was actually something I wanted to ask about. Uh, I'm not into motorcycle culture personally, but like, what do you ride? How, how, how into it are you? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, I am a, I have always been around people who ride bikes. So I was always like passenger. Uh, right. But recently, and I mean, like within the past two years, I went on like a big ride with a bunch of people and all of the girls had their own motorcycles. I was the only girl on the back of the bike with a dude. And I was like, oh, I feel like crap. I was like, I'm buying one tomorrow. You know, like that was- <laughs> uh, so I actually bought my first motorcycle a, a year and a half ago. I bought a Honda VLX 600 bobber. Uh, I didn't know how to ride it. 
I didn't care. Uh, I had my friend bring it down here for me. And then I took some Harley Davidson riding classes and I failed them both. Uh, one I failed because I couldn't do a figure eight and the other one I failed because I was riding too fast and I almost hit the instructor. Ah. Uh, so I went home like feeling kind of low and one of my really close friends was like, fuck it. Like, we're just going to teach you how to ride right, like right now. He was like, just get on the bike. And he got on his bike and he's like, just follow me. Like, just, just follow me. <laughs> and I was like, if I die, I die, you know, like whatever. <laughs> We took off, and I've been riding really hard ever since. So I spent the first year on that bobber, and I think after, like, maybe six or seven months of riding, I rode it to New Mexico up in the mountains. I went to Taos, New Mexico by myself. Nice. It took, like, ten days to get there and back. Uh, I mean, I stayed there, obviously. It wasn't that long trip. Like, it took, like, three and yeah. a half days to ride <laughs> there and back. I was going five and, miles per hour. <laughs> yeah, I was <laughs> walking the bike. <laughs> uh, and uh, I ended up destroying that bike because I had, I mean, and this is like a first-year rider thing, I didn't take into account that riding up in the mountains in December would mean that there would be snow and blizzards. So mm -hmm. I was riding through some pretty hellish stuff, and the bike eventually broke down. Oh. Uh, on the way a couple it actually broke down in february of this year i was heading back from laredo and uh it just like shut down on the highway I was doing 80 and there's like Ooh. uh but now i have a yamaha 950 which is a little bit faster and a little bit bigger and i'm like way in love with her nice. and uh, i'm looking forward to getting a honda i mean a harley sporty probably in the next three months cool. i just want a bunch of bikes i love them uh i'm a part of a female riding group called the Litas. they're like worldwide and they oh. have a chapter in austin so it's just all about female empowerment and females who like to ride bikes and we just hit each other up we have you know like a forum and we'll say like okay we want to go on a ride to big bend or we want to go out here who wants to meet up we'll pick a meetup spot and we'll all go out together that's awesome um, and yeah that's yeah really cool. also part of this thing there's a organization called the dream roll and uh, again all female and uh, they pick different spots and you ride out there and you go camping for a couple of days so i did that last year we were in uh mount adams washington it was it was awesome so i'm pretty immersed in it <laughs> <laughs> that's cool uh, is there anybody else you would like to sort of shout out while you were here or any uh anything you're super into right now that uh, you want the people to know about well, I got to shout out Classic Tattoo, San Marcos' premier tattoo parlor. Of course. Located at 237 North LBJ Drive. We are open Monday through Saturday, 12 to 8. Boom. <laughs> nice. You got the plug. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I don't have any other. I mean, if I start doing shout outs, it'll take 30 minutes. That's the most important one. <laughs> I completely understand. Speaking of plugs, um, uh, uh, take this time to plug uh, your own Insta again. <laughs> Where can we see your art? Like, where are you going with this sentence out? <laughs> Speaking of, oh, shut up, Joe. Here come butt. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Instagram, Instagram handle at before the wrap comes. Nice. Cool. Uh, well, it was Ooh. wonderful talking with you, Sharky. Uh, we'll have to have you yeah, on again. Fun. You have a, uh, a wonderful night. Yeah, you too. Thank you, guys. Hopefully I'll see you around the square, and if I do, I will buy you a shot. <laughs> okay, I awesome. cannot wait. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All, All right, right, see you soon. Good night. Bye. Good night. Bye.
So I posted on Instagram just like of the microphone that I'm recording into here at uh, uh, here over at Joe's apartment with just podcast things. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and my friend Darius uh, uh, commented, what are we podcasting about? To which, of course, I said, glad you asked. We'll be going through your Insta and reacting to your past posts. <laughs> Mine, he says. Yes, I responded. Uh, so now to look at his uh, his uh, his Insta. Yeah, his last one is uh, uh, his last post is he and some friends drinking some beers. Nice. Not sure where that. Is. Oh, it's at Cosmic. I have no idea where that is. Maybe no. Cosmic is the is the uh, the hub for our um, like for like multiverse maybe cosmic is where uh sharky and jaws the super artists hang out <laughs> the super artists of sharky <laughs> and jaws for everyone listening like you know, like our second guest was uh, uh uh was jaws and our third guest was sharky and that's just yeah ideally hilarious. you do that already because you listen to the episodes because you're a good listener and you love us and you want to listen to our podcasts is it spelled with like a q u e at the end or just a c no joe <laughs> no no, it is not spelled like that. I don't know why you would think that. Because <laughs> I'd spell it like that. <laughs> you know, I bet you would. <laughs> Alex, we can't be alone together in a room <laughs> with microphones. Yes, we certainly can, <laughs> Joseph Strong. Yes, we can. <laughs> this is just shouting random things. No, it is a podcast. Because you're recording it. <laughs> yes, that's true. That's the only thing that, it's, that distinguishes podcasts from reality. I think that's about all we have time for today. Um, By the way, Darius, I love you, but Basil Hayden's is not a good whiskey. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's 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 too smooth. It's not whiskey. You need a bit of bite. Did we talk about that at the beginning of the podcast, or am I just retreading old... We I were talking for like two hours before we started recording. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've been recording for two weeks. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry to literally everyone who's listening to this. I'm not. You want to do yours again in case in case literally this whole episode gets scrapped and all I can use is this audio right here. My name is Alex Alston. You can find me on Instagram at artsytwat. You can find me on Twitter at fucking shags. That's F-U-C-K-I-N-S-H-A-G-S. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at speak with animals and uh, Twitter at Joseph R. Strom, like my name. You can find all of my other stuff on plantasticfanet.com, which is maybe where you're listening to this, but hopefully not. Hopefully you're listening to this on iTunes or Google Play Music or Stitcher. I, I really hope that I don't have to re-record this and take out iTunes and then rant for five minutes about how we didn't are still not approved. Uh, because it's been two fucking weeks, but um, you can find this on Google Play Music and I <laughs> redacted. And I... <laughs> so hopefully that happens, and uh, you're not listening to this on PlantasticPanda.com, so that you you come here to just strictly find the show notes where we have linked everything uh, that Sharky talked about. Well, I'm really breaking format on this one. You can find show notes for this and future episodes at LFLPodcast.com. That's LFLPodcast. Com. Big thanks to my co-host, Alex. Pleasure being here. It always is. And uh, thanks again to Sharky for talking with us. Uh, links to everything we talked about and she talked about will be in the show notes, as always. 
Thank you, everyone out there, for listening to the fourth episode of Like for Like. Take care of yourselves. And remember, if for some reason you get the chance to, to do a podcast with your host in the same room, just don't. He's wrong. <laughs> okay, love you guys. Did we not do the plugs? Uh, of ourselves? No. We no. We usually save that for the very end. Oh, we're not done recording. Yeah. Yet. This is this I mean... is my show. <laughs> I know what's going on. <laughs> no, that that should be your plug. I'm Joe. This is my fucking show. I'm Joe. This is my show. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> Please save me.